feeling overwhelmed, not understanding how come you can't seem to get it together, then right now, plug into the Power Narrative, Chapter 6, The Balancing Act. I am your host, B. Green, and if you enjoy our time in the power plant, please like, subscribe, and comment. You have a lot going on, and I get that. You know, I play many different roles. I am husband, father, grandfather, but I'm also son, nephew, brother, cousin. I'm an uncle. I am an employee, but I'm also a business owner. We have a lot of responsibility, but being overwhelmed, (laughs) now that is a choice. Sometimes it's our approach to our situation that in it of itself is the issue. Take the word responsibility rooted in the word response. We have a choice in how we respond to our situation. I remember a time as a kid where I was beyond frustrated because I procrastinated on a huge homework assignment and now it was crunch time. There was an internal storm that had been brewing and now that it was the night before the huge assignment was due, that storm was a category five hurricane that was wreaking havoc on my mind. My dad, I remember, walked into my room, took one look at me, turned around, left. When he came back, he was holding a mirror and he turned it towards me and he said, look at yourself, slumped over, jaws tight, fists clenched, sweating and carrying on. And he told me the amount of work that you have to do, that ain't gonna change. But what can change is how difficult you make it. Now fix your posture, sit up straight, lift your head up, take a deep breath. Now, let me see a look of determination on your face and say these words, I can do this. And I did exactly as he told me. But then he said, no, 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 no. I know that you can do this. Look in the mirror and you tell yourself that you can do it. And I'm telling you, once I changed my stance, it was all over with. So your stance makes a huge difference. Now you can take the stance of deficiency. (sighs) Look at all the work that I have to do. It is just too much. Or you can take the stance of power. Let me look at my list of options for today. All the things that I get to do. This stance shows gratitude and confidence and ability. Even if I don't like the list, I can always prioritize, opt out of, or make the necessary changes to change the list of my options. The saying is true. It's not the load that we carry, but how we carry it that makes the difference. Now that's a completely different chapter. What we're going to do now is jump into why it seems that we can't seem to get it together and keep it together. In a previous chapter, we addressed having the courage to make adjustments to our current patterns. I remember a time where everything seemed to be going great on the surface. On paper, it looked like I had it together. There were things that I worked hard for and they were in my grasp. But one night, everybody was asleep. I woke up 
It was quiet. There were no distractions. It was just me alone with my thoughts. But I had this this unsettling feeling that everything was not okay and and I couldn't put my finger on it. But fingerprints were all over that thing. Patterns reveal our choices. Now, I wasn't ready to take a deeper look yet, but this was the beginning of growth and the awakening of my awareness. Our choices are patterns that can teach us about who we are. Having the courage to make the proper adjustments paves the way to who it is that we're going to be. If actions speak louder than words, then patterns are the entire conversation. They reveal our intent, whether it's good or bad. If true and lasting change is what we're after, we have to be willing to commit to making the proper adjustments. You become aware of your patterns by asking honest questions and your awareness increases by following the path to the answers to those questions. I was questioning why if things seem so good on the surface, why do they feel so drastically up and down and out of proportion? The conclusion, I was suffering from the effects of living an unbalanced life. Now, what does unbalanced behavior look and feel like? Life felt like a giant weeble wobble. And although I didn't fall down, that's not an efficient design to move forward in consistency and excellence. Now, there were areas of my life that were wonderful and then areas of my life that were terrible. You know, really good at this, but seriously deficient at that. Now, back in the day, in my single days, my mom would call me and she would say, are you taking care of yourself? Now, this conversation consisted of three principles, proper nutrition, exercise, and rest. Living an unbalanced life means neglecting any of these three areas. Rest without nutrition and exercise. Exercise without nutrition or rest. Continue to mix and match. It all ends up being unbalanced. Now, you might be sitting there saying, look, I eat right, I get my exercise and I get my rest and I still feel overwhelmed and I'm all over the place and can't seem to get it together. Now, if I was just talking about your body, then I would agree with you. Truth is, you are so much more than the image that you see when you look in the mirror. That's just the surface. And unfortunately, so many people refuse to go any further than that. Being true to yourself is understanding that you are a multi-dimensional being. Within the physical is both the mental and spiritual aspects that make you who you really are. So you may be feeding, exercising, and getting rest for your body, but what are you doing for your mind and your spirit? Now, before you go thinking I'm getting all weird on you, just take a moment to listen. I'm going to ask you a series of questions. Have you ever physically been somewhere like in a classroom or at work? And although your body is present, your mind is somewhere else. Have you ever heard the saying, the lights are on, but no one's home? Or have you ever said, you know, yeah, I was there and I did what it was that I had to do, but but my heart wasn't in it. Have you ever closed your eyes and saw the ocean and heard the waves crash on the shore and felt the ocean breeze on your face? 
So you mean to tell me that you saw something without using your eyes? You heard something without using your ears and you felt something without using the physical ability of touch? Yeah, there's a lot more going on that we sometimes allow ourselves to acknowledge. Now do you see why it seems so difficult to get it together and keep it together? You need nutrition, exercise, and rest for the physical, mental, and spiritual aspects of you. Now I get to play the parent role for a moment like my mom used to do. What are you feeding yourself mentally and spiritually? Who's preparing your food? Are you eating junk food or is it nutritious? You need to stop eating all that fast food. It's not good for you. Do you know you have food allergies? What's the ingredients in the stuff you're consuming? Matter of fact, what are you consuming? What are you learning? The old folks used to say, what you know good? Consume positivity and information that builds you up and increase your awareness. Are you staying in shape? Are you putting what you've learned into practice? Now, we may understand how to exercise our mind, but how do you exercise your spirit? Are you showing restraint? Are you exercising patience and forgiveness? And now the topic of rest. This is what it looks like unbalanced. I'm physically tired, but I can't sleep because my mind is racing because I'm troubled and I don't know why. Now let's re-examine the story when I was a kid with my dad in the mirror. The internal storm that was brewing, that represents my spirit. That storm started the day I ignored the message. My spirit was telling me, we've got a lot of time to get this homework assignment done. So what we can do is start today and we'll do a little bit every day so not to get overwhelmed. Now, the physical said, yes, 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 I agree. We've got a lot of time to get this homework assignment done. So why don't we just put it off and and play video games and, and watch TV and talk on the phone? The more I ignored my spirit, the bigger that storm became. And now that it was the night before the assignment was due, my mind was clouded. Now, let's reverse engineer this thing. When I saw myself in the mirror, My body language represented what I was thinking based on how I was feeling in my spirit. The spirit battles with the physical for control of the mind every day. Again, I'm making a promise that we're going to devote an entire chapter to discipline. Just consider this an introduction. Now, some people will tell you that the physical is evil. It's not. It has basic desires that need to be fulfilled. Let me put this into perspective for you like this. I'm gonna ask you a question and I'm gonna tell you how to get the real answer. Here comes the question. What is your physical address? Now, before you go spewing out numbers in a street name, look in the mirror. That is where you live, the outside of your physical address. Now state your name. You live inside of that house. Yes, there's equipment on the inside that maintains the outside, but you mentally decide how 
the outside and the inside of your house is furnished. Living balanced means you take care of both the inside and outside of where you live. Living in balance means you lead with the spirit. Just like if you're right-handed or left-handed, you naturally lead with whatever it is that you're most familiar with. The spirit is that voice inside you that tells you what it is that you should be doing. Now you can call it your conscience or Jiminy Cricket, that's what it is. Listening to a healthy spirit keeps the physical in line. Each part of you serves a function and has a purpose, but anything that has a proper use can be misused. When we lead with the physical and don't feed the spiritual, the spirit is too weak to do what it's designed to do. It's when things are out of balance that causes the problem. Now we make unbalanced decisions that aren't in alignment with who we are, primarily because we don't take the time to really get to know ourselves. All you have to do is look at the pattern and it will reveal what aspect you led with or of those you're connected to. But this is why it's so important to start the journey of self-discovery because once you know who you are, you can find your tribe. Watch this. Take, for example, the marriage relationship, which by design is a lifelong marathon. Now, we want to sprint to the bedroom with somebody that we're attracted to in the physical, but not compatible with in the mental or the spiritual. Then we wonder why we can't get it together or keep it together. We don't know ourselves well enough to understand the principle that everything that looks good is not good for us. In my many different roles, there is one common denominator in all the roles that I play. They are all me. Those roles are all connected. Now, the next question is, am I representing myself properly in all of those roles? Am I being true to myself in all these relationships or am I sacrificing a part of myself just so that I can gain acceptance or hold on to the illusion that I've got it together. It's principle over emotion. Now you've heard the saying, love begins at home. Well, it's true. It starts at your physical address. If we look at our patterns, we can tell if we've made unbalanced decisions in our relationships, whether personal or professional, because they don't align with who we are. Being in balance means that we listen to that voice that tells us that there's certain people, there's certain places, and there's certain situations that we shouldn't be involved in because it will pull us out of alignment. It will get rid or destroy our balance. Listening to a healthy spirit will cause you to opt out of the unnecessary. A story I find fascinating in the scriptures is about the prophet Samuel. Now, just being able to hear the voice of God is a gift within itself. It didn't mean that Samuel was all-knowing. It just meant that he heard what God was telling him to do, and he had the choice to either accept that or reject that. Also, hearing his voice wasn't always convenient. One day, he told Samuel to go to the house of Jesse, and there, amongst Jesse's sons, he would find and anoint the next king. Now, herein lies the problem. The current king 
was quite alive and well. And if he knew what Samuel was up to, he would have had him killed. Samuel was very close to this current king and had been involved in the process of him achieving this role. And he was actually sad because God had told him that his current reign would soon be over. But Samuel was obedient and he went to the house of Jesse. Now, here's another fascinating part about this. God could have told him exactly what son it was that he had chosen, but he had a lesson, a very important lesson to teach his servant. Jesse had eight sons. The first seven, the ones he seemed proud of, were the ones that he introduced to Samuel. Out of the seven, Samuel just knew which one that God was going to choose. God told him, nah, Samuel, you're looking at how tall he is. You're looking at the size of his stature. You're looking at how he appeared to behave upon his first impression. But I am looking at what's more important than the outward appearance. I'm looking at the man's heart. This is who he really is. This fascinated me because I thought that because Samuel was a prophet, that he'd be an excellent judge of character. This showed that there's a lot that he still had to learn. So Samuel said to Jesse, uh, do you have any more sons? And he said, well, yeah, there's that runt out there uh, tending to the sheep. Do you want to see him? This runt, the one that nobody took seriously, wound up becoming King David. He also had to learn how to live a balanced life. And he suffered the consequences when he allowed himself to become out of balance and lead with the wrong aspect. Now, this gives me hope because he also got it back together. We put the emphasis of identity on the outward appearance and it couldn't be further from the truth. I don't care what neighborhood your physical address is currently in. I don't care about the circumstances or obstacles that you have yet to overcome. I just know that if you take the time to watch your patterns, to learn about yourself, that you can change the entire trajectory of your life. You can change the narrative. Now, I know that there's some brave soul who will answer this question in the comments. But here's the challenge question. What obstacles are in the way of you achieving balance in your life? What adjustments do you need to make to achieve and maintain it? Thank you for your time. Be Green reminding you that your story is being written every day. Take the pen.